Alright guys, welcome back to the podcast. If you listened to the last one, you know that after Tom killed his antelope buck, we were heading to Nebraska. <laughs> we were heading to Nebraska to do some mule deer hunting. And so we're on our way back. And uh, we've got a couple stories for you. Yeah. But first, we'd like to thank Vortex Optics for being the sponsor of this podcast. And... Um, the last podcast, I was plugging their uh, Razor UHDs, 10x42s, loved them. And I was going to just piggyback off of that. Man, if you, uh, we get a lot of questions of uh, bino or spawning scope. Um, yeah, yep. And man, there are definitely reasons to have a spawning scope. But man, with those really, really high-end binos, I mean, if you're, unless you're trophy yeah. hunting. Like, if you're, like, counting points, but, like... But I mean, miles, a spotting scope was helpful in a couple well, times. It was one of the first big purchases we made in our hunting career because, like, mule deer hunting, you like, I don't know, if you're looking over miles, yeah. if you have, like, miles of public land access, then you want one, like, 100%. But my, my what I was going to say with this is, with those really high-end bino, we could see, I mean, we could, we could see bucks very definitively from at least a mile, if not more. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, but you didn't know, like, what all was up there. No, you didn't really know, but, I mean, you're like, okay, that's a, that's a decent see, size buck. Yeah, you can see a shadow. Yeah. So, man, if you're going to do one or the other, I'm, I'm going by 100%. Oh, yeah, for sure. But uh, Podcast listeners can use uh, 10% off code at eurooptic.com. It's ID10. Yeah, and then if you're into the, if you wanted to get some fall apparel from Vortex Wear, ID twenty will get you twenty percent off. They're going to be dropping new stuff. They this are. Month, so. Yeah, it's man. September September third. Shout out Anthony. Happy birthday, Anthony. You. Mm, I don't know if he listens to this. I'd be really surprised if he listened to it. All right, let's get into it. Man, the if Sand it, Hills. If, if any of my siblings had podcasts, I'd listen. Yeah, I think I would too. Yeah. Man, we've been a mule deer hunting for 27, 20, wait, 17, 18, skip 19, 20, 21, 22. This is our fifth fall chasing mule deer in Nebraska. It honestly seems like it should be more than that. Yeah. And <clears throat> we love this hunt. We were talking kind of at camp yesterday. There's certain things we really, really love about chasing muleys in western Nebraska. And certain things that we just don't like. Yeah. A couple things we love. Man, you could see some absolute tanks. Like, we see the biggest deer of our entire fall yeah, most like, of the time like, on this like, hunt. This is, like, the highest chance all year of, like, being able to shoot, like, a booner. Yeah. You know? And um, this hunt, just so, I mean, people know, this was on private on permission I got last year that where we hunted a little bit um, and it's a cattle ranch so there's there's cows everywhere so like yeah. thinking it's like just amazing private ground it's private ground so it's like you're not seeing other dudes which in the opener in Nebraska is awesome but like we're not we're, we're having to work very very hard to yeah. find deer even does right yeah um, so man yeah you could see some absolute I mean tanks we saw on the neighboring properties we saw a borderline Boone and Crockett at least. Yeah. We I mean, saw we saw big, multiple big, 160s. Yeah, for sure. Probably 170. 
I mean, you they're just big deer, and like yeah. seeing a deer like those caliber just hanging out, incredible. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, those early morning and late evening hours of just like waiting to see deer bodies is like very very fun. Mm-hmm. But man, there is midday in between all just, those those highs. It is brutal. Yeah, it's. I mean, you've got everything's basically bedded down, and it's already ninety degrees at nine thirty to ten. Yeah, I mean, days it needs to be said that like days and days and days go into waking up early, staying up late, and like yeah. trying to find these big bucks. Yeah, just hope, hoping they just that bed down there. all day in in like shaded areas, like in the hills. Oh, and, and we had intense heat. Like, yeah, I mean, it was a hundred degrees for the last two days. It yeah. hit. It hit no wet. I mean, it had to have hit a hundred degrees both days. Definitely impacted movement for sure. Yeah, and so and there's like no shade out here. So from 10 to, we got like situated in the evenings at like six, you got eight hours in the blistering hot sun to basically hang around, which isn't that much fun. We did every single day. We would like just pick a chunk of ground, just do some walking, just like go over hills, like a fair amount of walking, like miles, just cause if you do spook something up, maybe they won't, I mean, Chances are you can maybe get eyes on them and watch them bed down again. Or Thompson and I really like know how to work hills too, and just like we know where to look and what country looks bucky. And so spotting one in its bed isn't out isn't out of the picture. Yeah, I spotted that one of the neighbors driving about 35, 40 miles an hour, and I mean you could barely see in this shaded little pocket. He was probably a half mile away. Yeah, maybe not that far. I'm like buck. So, like, you just, like, if you know where to look, you can spot embed it. It's not impossible, but it's not like they're going to be moving at all during that time frame. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a couple things we love, a couple things that are not as fun hunting. It's basically like a summertime hunt. Like, early September, it's still, like, summertime. So, maybe just get into the first first few days of... Man, I mean, right off the gate, we were seeing bucks on the neighbors again. Yeah, that first morning. Yeah, we saw, like, three good bucks at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Some of them in the same spots. We saw them last year. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was just like off the road from our access. Mm-hmm. Like man, a couple hundred yards yeah. at the most. So, yeah. I mean, you hope that you can find them on on the permission that you have, mm-hmm. and with how many acres they have, you think you'd be able to. But their mule deer are just so specific about where they want to be, mm-hmm. and I think if there's cows in there. Yep. Even if they just rotate it, like mm-hmm. I, I even if there's not cows in it just for like a couple months, I still think they they don't prefer it mm-hmm. over all the ground that's just like not being touched. Hundred percent. I yeah. think that's why this permission you have, while it's great, it's just like also, yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, when you're on it, like you're debating like going to public sometimes mm-hmm. just because. Yeah. I mean, if if you can, a, a public section without cows is probably better. Yeah. Some, sometimes, but. Um, yeah, so that's, I mean, the first day and a half of this trip, I mean, it was really like, just like bucks on the neighbors. Like that was the theme of this trip. Big bucks on the neighbors. Like, I mean, we were seeing deer just hoping that at one point they'd make a switch over to the road. So Thursday was our first day. So we got permission Thursday from that guy. Oh, did we? I was thinking it was... I guess that makes sense. It was, yeah. It yeah. Was Thursday. Yeah, so Thursday, during some of that midday time, um, nope, went and knocked on a couple doors. 
And so I thought we could talk about some of our permissions because we asked three different folks for permission, all of which we had seen a giant big buck on their property. First guy went up to this guy with a couple hundred bucks in my hand, um, asking for, we were basically asking for 24 hours of permission. Mm -hmm. Like it was middle of the day, like give me this evening and tomorrow morning. Uh, and he like kind of was like, ah, I'm not the owner, but I know this guy doesn't like, it's kind of a family thing, blah, blah, blah. Probably wouldn't let you. Like, okay, whatever. Thank you. And then went to different house, different house. No luck. No luck. Nobody came to the door, drove a few more miles and went to another house. There were cars there. We went to like, like these farmhouses have like eight houses yeah. at them. So it's like you just, and there's like no front door. Yeah. You just have to like guess. And so we knocked on like 18 doors at this house. And then finally this lady came out and we were kind of pitching to our situation. And she's like, oh, okay, let me give her a husband. And he, I gave him my spiel and this is my spiel. Hey man, just, uh, knocking on some doors. We are doing some archery, uh, deer hunting and basically just going to be around for the next 24 hours. Just seeing if we could have permission for a short little time. Um, we don't, we don't drive on anybody's property. We'll just walk from the road. It's like major drought out here. So like that's no everybody's worried about like yeah. some sort of spark coming off the truck, which yeah. I completely get. And, uh, this guy, the guy we were asking had like 10,000 acres and right away he's a nice guy talking about how effing yeah. hot it is and stuff. And I'm like, okay, we might have a shot. I could tell we changed his mind during conversation though. We did change. Cause his he mind. was, he even, he, he even said, said no. He was yeah. like, I'm going to tell you no for now. Yeah. I was like, hey, so we do like to walk. Like, we will not drive. And he yeah. was like, he was like, if man, if it was wet, I'd just say, have at it. And All like, these oh, rifle hunter, hunters, like, they just don't understand the walking thing. Like, because yeah. they're just driving around. Yeah, they don't. That's just how it is out here. So after a little bit more conversation, he goes, yeah, you know, I'll let you hunt on one of my sections. And we're like, ooh. And, okay, granted, a section out here, 640 acres, mile by mile, you know, square mile, 43,560 square feet. It, it's a lot of ground, but like in the grand scheme of things, it's not that much ground out here. Yeah, it's not much. You can I mean, look over. We it. were like, okay, great. He's like, we knew there's no cows on it, and it was, it was in the middle of like bucky good stuff. So we were like, okay, that's great. That's a great lead. There could definitely be bucks. Out it's there. surrounded by a, a landowner that the fir just, the first house we went to, that yeah. that landowner surrounds it. Yeah. So you're like, bingo, got a prop property there so that was a, that was a, that was our first yes like ever in nebraska knocking on doors yeah i mean that's something to celebrate in itself really thankful to that guy i need to give him a call and i need to find his number first so then later that day i tried two more i called the guy of the first house that we knocked on doors because the guy we talked to like i said it wasn't he like, must have just been a help yeah it must have just been helping hand or whatever so I called the guy and he was nice. Like talked to him for a while. And he's like, I, I'd prefer you not to. The crazy thing about this guy, we were okay, again, it was a twenty four hour pitch, a couple hundred bucks. We will walk, no driving, and I'll only hunt one specific section that we wanted to hunt. Like uh, we we'll be out of your hair. This like, guy's got like twenty five to thirty thousand acres. Yeah. Okay. Nobody's archery hunting. They're only gun hunt. And he won't let us. I was like, oh my god. If I owned 30,000 acres, and I would hope hunting. I would let two guys hunt for 24 hours. Yeah. I mean, and holy crap. Get beer money. Again, he was nice. And he was like, have you seen any good ones? I'm like, yes. I have. I was surprised after the no you gave him intel. You should have been like. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm For 24 I'm, hours of permission. Yeah. And he's like, I was like, yeah, I've seen some. I mean, he's like 170s, 180s. I'm like, 
close. And I was like, hey, man, if anybody's archery hunting, I'll send you pins right now. Like, they're in their beds right now. I, I will send you pins. He's like, no, nah, we, we don't have any archery hunters, just rifle. I'm like, OMG, and you're not going to let us. I just was like, okay, whatever. These, here's the thing. Yeah. These guys have grown up out here. They, they were probably born in the house they live in. Yeah. And, like, they just don't really care that much. Yeah, we were talking like every every November they've all, they they've probably all kill shot 180 inch. Yeah, they've all shot giants. Yeah, and they really don't care that much, and they, they don't, don't care about the money. Like a yeah. few hundred bucks to them, they could yeah. piss on that. They're rich as hell ranchers. Like yeah, yeah. We were talking about what's the yeah. monetary value. To if I was like, dude, yes, I'll pay you a thousand bucks to hunt for 24 hours. He's saying yes, right? I don't know. I'll pay you five grand to hunt 24 hours. He's saying yes. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I would never do that in a million lifetimes, but. Yeah, that's just interesting. But you could shoot him maybe a one seventy. Yeah, how much is a one seventy worth? On that guy's ground alone, we saw two big ones. That big one, we saw like five deer over one fifty at least. Yeah, and we looked at it for like not that long. Like it's not like we were glassing his land. I like wasn't glassing his land. No, you just like just gonna get pissed. You just like you just yeah. So again, nice guy, but nothing there. Um, and then finally the last one, which really cracked me up was the landowner that we actually had permission from last year when the landowner we had permission on called them and was like, Hey, got two hunters. They'll, they'll walk in. He let us hunt. Yeah, for it was bit. nice. Cause the, like the, the landowner that we had permission on yeah. was willing to call them for which us, which is huge. Yeah. And this year, um, I wasn't like going to tell him like, Hey, can you call him? So I just yeah. like, Hey, do you have their number? So got the number from him. Called him. He didn't answer. Called him again. Didn't answer. <laughs> called him a third time. Uh, didn't answer. And then he called me back. So he's probably like, what the hell is this asshole on? Um, wouldn't recommend calling him three times. <laughs> the landowner, their one advice before I called him was like, don't piss him off. I was like, that's great. Um, <laughs> so I gave him a call. Well, he called me back. And, and I talked to him for a while. I honestly thought it was going to be a yes. And then he's like, yeah. Yeah, what you hunting? I'm like uh, deer archery. Uh, I won't won't drive on your ground at all. I'll walk everywhere, and I like I only hunt like a certain piece. We um, we saw one the first day. We saw yeah. a good buck on his. Yeah. And uh, he's like, well, you know, I just got so many people hunting. Son, son-in-law, daughter-in-law. Yeah, <laughs> the whole thing. Really? So where are they hunting? Because. I'm pretty sure uh, I haven't seen a, another hunter in like 10 mile radius of here. So that was total bull, bull crap, yeah. but whatever. There's, no, there's nobody else um, out there archery hunting. Yeah, there's nobody out there archery hunting. Which is so, crazy. So that was another no. Um, so yeah, we, were one, we went one for four. Um, but the that, one really mattered. The one really mattered. So yeah, so basically... The next few days, we kind of really honed in on this this one permission piece we got, and then one of us would always be on the main ranch that we have permission on. We just kind of split up. Yeah. We would go together in the mornings, get some content together, try to glass them up, and then we'd split up in the evenings just see if we could find something. Um, and the first night, we I went to that one guy's, the new permission piece. Um, Tom's is on our main farm. I went over there, and I spotted a buck. Um, made a stock on him. I thought I thought he was for sure three, right around at his ears, and uh, had a doe with him. I mean, if people 
have listened to us talk before mm-hmm. or watch our story, they know like we're not going to be super picky with no. our Nebraska mule deer. Yeah. No, I was like anything, anything at its ears. I'm like, I'm gun ho. I'm going for it. So this year, yeah, nothing, nothing crazy. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he breaks a hundred. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, inches. Um, I'm just like, man, cool velvet muley. I'm gonna go for it. So, got that night. I got to 65 yards of him. Um, almost shot him, but I'm like, ah, eh, I want to close like another 10 yards, and I just couldn't make it happen with the ground I was on and the cover I had. Blah blah blah. They went over hill. Light ran out. Kind of deal. Um, you didn't see anything on the main ranch. No. Um, and then that whole next day, we didn't make an entire stock yesterday. Right? No. No. We got a hot tip from the, the landowner, the main ranch landowner, that he saw a few does and a buck on one piece when he was checking some cows or doing something. And, man, we did a giant walkabout trying to relocate those deer. I think they're probably in the... I don't know. I think... My gut tells me they were to the to the east. I, I don't, don't think they're. I don't the know why he would tell us to go chase those deer then, because that's not on his ground. Well, part of it is, and so I was just wonder if they were lower, and then if he him being in there messing mm. with the stuff, they went up into those hills. But, I mean, we we did several mile walk about just trying to relocate them, and and then came up with a doe. That was it. So, and last evening. Thomas went to the new permission piece, and then I was on the main farm again, and. The land we've heard we heard from three people that they've seen deer crossing over this certain road in the evening, yeah. and I glassed over two does, not close to the road, but we just had to try it. Right now, what's muddy is the mornings because yeah. of how hot it is. Like bucks don't even want to really move in the evening. Yeah, so everything's been wanting to get up and walk around in the morning. Yeah, that's when we've been seeing our bucks for sure. And then you saw. At that permission piece. Oh, just like seven, eight does. Yeah. That was it. So that new permission piece was definitely the highest deer numbers. Like yeah. in only one section, like we were seeing a lot of deer. And we were, we were seeing bucks. Yeah. Neighboring. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The morning. Friday. That morning. Yeah. yeah yesterday morning. Um, we saw three shooters. Like all of them were like 200 yards off the line. Yeah. So we were like, okay, this is definitely... It's possible. Like, they're on this piece every once in a while. So yesterday, um, just, I mean, put in our time walking, glassing, um, went went uh, fishing midday. Um, just kind of like, kind of have to have activities. From now on, man, I'm loading a shotgun. I know you kind of give me crap for it, but there were dirt doves everywhere. No, I'll do it. There were doves everywhere. Walking roads, shooting doves midday would be a great time killer. All right, so that brings us to today. This was going to be our last morning. We were like, we like to be home on the weekends because our wives are both working women, and we just like to spend time with them when they're home, off work, um, especially with how much we're gone in the fall. So we're like, okay, Saturday morning is our last time, then we're driving Yeah, yeah we try to be gone during the week. Yeah. And we are like, man, if we, it doesn't work out now, we'll, we're definitely going to come back later. Like, bucks move around. Like, let's get into late September, early October time frame. And come back even even public would be less less busy for sure, um, so which we still might do, yeah for sure. So, but we were like, okay, let's go back to that new permission piece. Let's load up camp in the morning. So we woke up at 5 a.m. Tore down our tent. We're rocking the new Argali Absaroka. Is that how you um, pronounce it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. 
I watched a couple vids. Hmm. What does that mean? I don't know. Brad, if you're listening, tell us what it means. But yeah, we've been rocking it floorless. Like, uh, no insert. Tom, how do you like that? I don't mind it. Buggier. Yeah. Setup is faster, and I like that. Yep. Quite a lot. It's basically just like a teepee over us. So yeah. we're just, we're, we threw a sleeping pad in a, in a bag just on the ground. Which, it was, I mean, I love camping in this environment because it's sandy. It's usually, I mean, I slept pretty dang good. Yeah. And it was like, it was getting down like 50 at night. Yeah, it was a little warm. I, I woke up sweating. I, I slept like freaking perfect. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a pretty nice option. Um, so, yeah, we woke up, tore down camp, and we were like, okay, let's go out this way and um, just give it one last morning. Yep. Right out the gate, we went up to our normal glass and knob. We were like, come on, let's. The hinges fell off the gates this morning. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, it was, way, it was like at least 15 degrees colder. Like yeah. it was noticeably colder. Like in those yeah. low parts of the hills, it was like, brr. Yeah. Um, and the sun's like not even close to being up. Like you can't really see the hills. And I see something on the horizon line to our far east. I'm like, buck. Buck. My time shooter, shooter, buck. Oh my God. Um, and it's on ground we can hunt. Like incredible, right? So we got one there. Three minutes later. No. I'm like, two bucks, bucks. <laughs> Uh, on yeah. our ground as well. One slobber. Absolute yeah, a little bit just younger, buddy. tank. Um, just tank. I mean, 160s. Way outside his ears. Yeah. Just like big as shit. Um, <laughs> but they're walking away, away from us. Yeah, and you can like see the fence like right behind them. They were like, when we spotted them, they were within 100 yards of the fence. And they were like walking towards the fence. Pretty quick. Kind of yeah. parallel with it. So we're like, right away, we're like, okay, we're going to. We know that buck's out far east. Let's go after these two. Because we could get to them, like, within... Yeah, let's just haul 10 or 15 minutes. Like, pretty, like... So we loaded everything up and started working that way. And, uh... Dropped packs and kind of was working around this hill where we'd be within a few hundred yards of them. And we see a doe and a couple of deer start, like, jogging off towards that direction. Sure enough, the two bucks are there. And, man, I don't know what it was. They definitely didn't hear us. Definitely didn't see us. Yeah, I don't know. Because they were a few hundred yards from us. So I don't know if our wind was weird in those bottoms. Like some thermals were weird. It felt felt really good. The wind felt great. Yeah. So, and then I was wondering, man, like, I wonder if this cold with this cooler weather, they were just getting frisky and just running around, getting some, just doing deer things. Um, So, I mean, pretty quickly that stock was nothing. They, They ran further onto the neighbors. And I mean, I have no idea what spooked him. I mean, yeah, for I sure didn't hear us. For sure I, didn't I, see I don't us. Know Our they, wind, they I thought was spooked. good, but yeah, it was weird. So then we just kind of get up to another tall hill, um, and we spot more deer to the east. We're for sure like there's a, there's there's well, yeah we knew that one was over there, yeah. so we were trying to find them again. Yeah, we did. Found them. Went to go grab our packs and uh, just started working over there. We were probably halfway, and I look on the skyline and we see a big buck one of the ones we had spotted and he's pretty big um we're like okay let's just our wind was perfect at that point let's just slowly work over these hills and try to get close to him yeah so we were doing that when we were probably we thought we were within probably 200 yards 150 like probably yeah, kind of getting into his zone um i look back to to the south southeast and i see two deer and uh a doe 
and then a young buck. And I'm like, both Thomas and I kind of know. We need to make a stock on those guys. For sure, downgrading in the buck size. Yeah. But the stock ability was incredible. Yeah. Like, I, I just knew if I went after him, you're getting in, yeah, it's, in shooting distance. It's, it wasn't a dink. No. He's, yeah. He's a three-year-old. Yep. Later found out, definitely the deer I stalked that first night on this piece. Yep. Um, yeah, nice four by four. I'm like, 100%, I'm going after him. So we split off. Tom's going to film from one side um, the hill, and uh, I'm going to kind of just go around over the top. And uh, so I'm doing that, just making sure I'm not skyline and just country changes fast in these hills. Like, you really got to just know where you're going. Um, and that just takes time. You're going to, if you try to do these hunts, you're going to screw up just because, man, even just a few steps over and just the hills look totally different. So yeah. taking mental pictures is huge. And uh, pop over this little rise, and then boom, there he is. I think he was first at like probably 70 or 80. Oh, really? Yep. You spotted him and then got closer? Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. I was on that main, kind of, there's, there's that big hill, and then kind of like went to some small ones. It's not that main one. And uh, I think he was looking up in my direction, so I think he might have started hearing me because mm. he was looking my way. And then he went back down, and he actually kind of came towards down towards the hill a little bit so i was like okay he's a little more out of sight so i went total self mode um it was perfect because the doe was lower than him so yeah. you didn't have to like mess with her yeah to get basically to a stock one deer yeah yeah so do this low stock like real slow hands and knees and get to a point where i'm like okay i can shoot this deer he's feeding range him 45 i'm like money this could happen, boys. I'm very confident this range. Um, so I range him a couple times. He's good. Arrow's knocked. I draw. He looks at me because I'm like I'm like right on the head edge. But he wouldn't have seen me because he was feeding me feeding. But I was like directly in his line of sight. Like that's the only reason that he saw me. Like yeah, I was I was still tucked low on the hill. If he would have just been like either even broadside, I don't think. But like both eyes were like feeding like looking my direction. Spooks a little bit, goes back. I don't know how far did he move. You thought like just a couple yards, but I thought it was like at least ten. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm glad. I mean, I put it high. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. Well, I'm drawn back. I can't. I can't do anything now. Your sight was set at forty-five. My sight was set at forty-five. I'm like thinking he's at least fifty, fifty-two. You were probably thinking he was maybe fifty-five. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna put it on his back strap and just wing it, wing it. And that's what I did. He's how little, how little was quarter he quartering two? He was quartering two? No, he's sorry. He's quartering away. That's slight, but slightly. That's money. That's exactly what you want. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was perfect. And so I'm like, I'm on him. I'm like, break, break, break. I'm releasing. Boom. And I just hear like a, just a yeah, body my, impact. Yeah. From my <laughs> perspective, like you could hear like the broadhead like whistle, like, like, yeah. Just hit like the good, body. good impact. Hit the, yeah. Oh yeah. For Immediately sure. I was like, okay, Longs that's, that's sure. good pass through for sure like arrows through on both sides and hey I shoot a light arrow pass through 50 some yards on a big muley yep. definitely went through his ribs like so um, I uh, watch runoff <clears throat> and I don't know where the impact is at this point I just like okay listen really like it hurt it sounded amazing so I pull up my binos. He gets to the fence line, literally the property boundary fence line. 
It was I mean, it was only like 100 yards away. That's all he ran. He stares there, and then he starts to trip and just topples over right there. And I was absolutely jacked. Um, that he was just dead right there, and I freaked out. Um, Tom went to get the packs, and then we went up to him. Nice solid velvet. Four by four, starting to shed his shed four his by five, technically. Four by five. He's got one brow time. Um, just a deer I'm happy with, man. My first ever muley, like, just thrilled with that. Um, yeah, man. Permission. Need to give that guy a big old call. Yeah. So, there, there, deer around this morning. Yeah. And just that's man, all we needed. This whole trip is just an opportunity. And. I kept, yeah, I kept telling you, it's like, dude, I feel like we are, we have this, we have this Sandhill Muley thing so freaking dialed. I was like, all I need is one buck. Yeah. It's like, we haven't, in the last, I mean, we had him with Josh and Dylan, but we weren't shooting. Yep. Two years, in 2020. And last year, we didn't have an opportunity. And so, this, I've just been like itching, like, just give me a one shot. And, man, made it happen. So, uh, yeah, thrilled. It's freaking awesome. We're going to definitely have YouTube video on it, this and the antelope hunt. Um, trying to decide when to post them. Yeah. So, yeah, Tom, any any takeaways from that? Good shooting. Yeah. I mean, that's that's part of it is, like, being able to make that's an adjusted success shot. for so long. Yeah, yeah, and... I don't know. Just knowing how to work those hills and getting the wind right mm -hmm. and getting getting the permission. I mean, you can do it on public, and we will. Yeah. We'll continue to hunt public on it, but yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's no, that's great. While we were uh, out here, Kansas City was also having a good time mm -hmm. on the trail camera side of things, mm -hmm. so getting some daylight a couple moment. awesome four-year-olds hanging around yeah and that's not very typical for this time of the year so hmm. hopefully we can get a bigger guy to show up nine soon. days till the season opens down there yeah that's insane yeah well thanks for listening guys um seriously uh i love the support love that you guys are listening um if there's any topics or anything you want us to discuss this fall man any guests that you want you think we should have on email us or message us on um, social email us info at identicaldraw.com trying to think if there's any other things that need to mention on this trip it's nice to have some weight in the pack man we just quartered them up out there and had a nice mile this is out. the first time that we've ever gone like been 100% mm -hmm. successful yeah when we've gone out west two for two yeah feels good excited to get this meat in the freezer and I think I might need to cut up, cut, cut a slab off of that muley for today. You want to? I'm thinking I was so. Thinking, I, didn't, I didn't know about antelope, but we could do your muley. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time. Next next month holds some uh, whitetails probably and some Colorado elk um, in a few weeks. So got a lot on the docket. See you.